is Tuesday, January the 11th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, more Russian brinkmanship and a groundbreaking surgery. First, the world in brief. After a long tete-a-tete with his American counterpart in Geneva, Sergei Ryabkov, Russia's deputy foreign minister, said, quote, no progress had been made in extracting a promise that NATO would not expand to include countries like Ukraine and Georgia. But the talks, he said, were, quote, not hopeless, and he affirmed that Russia would not invade Ukraine. Wendy Sherman, America's envoy, said their discussion was, quote, frank and forthright, and, quote, not what you would call a negotiation. Meanwhile, Vladimir Putin, Russia's president, praised the role that a Russian-led force played in suppressing anti-government protests in Kazakhstan, saying, quote, we won't let anyone destabilise the situation in our home. Nearly 8,000 people were arrested and more than 160 killed during the unrest, according to the Kazakh government. Surgeons in Maryland performed the first successful transplant of a genetically modified pig's heart into a human. The eight-hour procedure took place on Friday. Doctors said the 57-year-old male patient, who has a life-threatening heart disease, was doing well on Monday. The hope is that such procedures will in future make up for the growing shortage of human organs for transplantation. Richard Clarida, the vice chair of America's Federal Reserve, said he would resign on Friday, two weeks before his term ends. Mr Clarida gave no reason for his decision. However, he has been caught up in a trading controversy. He has been criticised for investing in stocks just before the Fed's announcement of a huge rescue package for financial markets in February 2020. Reported cases of COVID-19 in America hit 1.1 million on Monday, blowing away its own previous global record for daily infections. Around 133,000 people were hospitalised with the disease. Although the death rate from the Omicron variant remains relatively low, America's health system is bowing under the sheer weight of numbers. Pfizer, meanwhile, said it hoped an Omicron-specific vaccine would be ready by March. Airbus remained the world's largest plane maker for a third consecutive year. The European firm delivered 611 aircraft in 2021, an 8% increase on 2020, though still well below pre-pandemic levels. Demand for medium-haul passenger planes was particularly high. By contrast, Boeing, its American rival, has struggled with safety and supply chain issues. It reports full results on Tuesday, but delivered only 302 jets in the first 11 months of 2021. Last year, the Earth's atmosphere contained record levels of carbon dioxide and methane, according to the Copernicus Climate Change Service, an information provider supported by the EU. The average temperature was 1.1 to 1.2 degrees above pre-industrial levels, making 2021 the fifth hottest year on record. The target of limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees looks more ambitious than ever. 
and fact of the day. 57 billion. The value of investments in digital health startups in 2021. Almost double the amount for 2020. And now, here's today's agenda. Jerome Powell grilled by Congress. The White House flirted with replacing Jerome Powell as chairman of the Federal Reserve before renominating him to the job. But Mr Powell must still win the Senate's confirmation. He appears before its banking committee on Tuesday. In recent weeks, many investors have come to expect the Fed to raise interest rates in March in response to inflation that is well above the central bank's 2% target. But Mr Powell will face a grilling on more than just the economic outlook. Progressive Democrats who oppose his renomination want him to be tougher on big banks and to do more to fight climate change. Lawmakers will also probe him about the Fed's ethics rules. On Monday, Richard Clarida, the departing vice chair, said he would step down two weeks early. It was recently revealed that he failed to disclose the full extent of his stock trading in the pandemic. That gives Mr Powell still more to talk about. No refuge for Afghans. Afghanistan's woes are spreading as refugees flee Taliban rule, drought, economic collapse and years of war. Iran estimates half a million Afghans entered in 2021. Pakistan reckons some 300,000 have arrived since the insurgents took power in August. After four decades of turmoil next door, these two countries between them contain about 2.2 million registered Afghan refugees and another 4 million Afghans of differing and often undocumented status. Asylum fatigue is growing. Neither neighbour has any desire to host a fresh influx. To help lighten the burden, on Tuesday the UN launches a $623 million plan to support refugees in Iran and Pakistan. The money will go to 40 aid organisations providing education, food, healthcare, sanitation and shelter. Filippo Grandi, the UN refugees chief, said the refugees, quote, need support and they need it today. Considering the misery under the Taliban, expect the number fleeing to grow. A new president for the Bundesbank. Quote, not all Germans believe in God, but they all believe in the Bundesbank, said Jack Delors, a former Eurocrat. Last week, Germany's central bank acquired a new high priest when Joachim Nagel was formally sworn in as its 11th president. At a ceremony in Frankfurt on Tuesday, he will be welcomed by Jens Wiedemann, his predecessor, who resigned unexpectedly in October. Mr Nagel, who arrives from the Bank for International Settlements, faces two linked challenges. The first is to restore harmony inside the European Central Bank. The hawkish Mr Wiedemann has been increasingly at odds with other members of the ECB's governing council on questions such as how quickly to withdraw Eurozone monetary stimulus. The second is to manage domestic jitters about prices. Thanks partly to rising energy costs, inflation in Germany is running at a near three-decade high. 
it will fall in part to Mr Nagel to calm his flock. An alleged coup plot in Kazakhstan. Kasim Yomar Tokayev, Kazakhstan's president, will appoint a new prime minister on Tuesday after firing the government during a bout of violent unrest. At least 164 people died in the turmoil, which began with demonstrations over fuel price rises in the country's oil-rich west and spread across the country. After armed clashes erupted in Almaty, Kazakhstan's biggest city, Mr Tokayev invited troops from Russia and other ex-Soviet states to help restore order. He said hostile forces, which he did not identify, had hijacked the protests to attempt a coup d'etat. Almost 8,000 people have been arrested, including Karim Mazimov, the former intelligence chief who faces treason charges. Mr Tokayev also ousted Nasultan Nazarbayev, the 81-year-old former president, who has hitherto wielded significant power from his position as chief of the Security Council. But it will take more than a government reshuffle for the president to reimpose his authority. Carl Bernstein's new memoir. Few journalists can brag that they have been played by Dustin Hoffman. Then again, few journalists have the impact of Carl Bernstein. Along with Bob Woodward, Mr. Bernstein's reporting for the Washington Post broke the Watergate scandal which played a part in the fall of Richard Nixon, the then-president. His new memoir, Chasing History, A Kid in the Newsroom, tells the tale of how he got there. Released on Tuesday, it recounts his ink-stained ascent from a part-time copyboy for the Washington Star to the dizzying heights of a, quote, dictationist, before his lack of a university degree forced a move to a tiny newspaper in New Jersey. There he wrote the award-winning stories that were his ticket back to the big time. Though saddened by the clickbait of some modern media, a shorter let out a nostalgic sigh reading Mr Bernstein's recollections of a halcyon era in journalism. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Alexander Hamilton. I never expect to see a perfect work from imperfect man. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 